is from the idea of delayed but not denied. Let's pray. Father God, as again and once again, I stand here before you, Lord God, as an empty vessel before a full fountain. Pour into me that I might pour out to these your people. Bless me now, Lord God, with your presence, your peace. Provide for us now the greatness of your glory. Speak your word, Lord God. Let our hearts be receptive and our minds be clear. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. and amen. <clears throat> Beloved, each and every one of us needs to understand that God has a purpose behind every problem, every situation, and every circumstance. God uses these circumstances and situations to develop our character. In fact, he depends more on circumstances to make us look more like Jesus than he depends on you or me reading the Bible. The truth is that although we may read the Bible every once in a while, we do go through problems 24-7. Jesus warns us that we would have problems in this world. You see, my friends, no one is immune to pain nor suffering. No one is insulated from problems being in your life. No one gets to the, the, the ability to skate through life without having things happen. You see, life is a series of problems. Job reminds us in his dissertation that man born of a woman is of a few days and uh, mm, full of trouble. You see, every time you solve one problem, come on, y'all. Here comes another one to take his place. Am I right about it? See, what I'm saying is God, he knows all about it. But the good news is that not all problems are big. But God uses even the little problems to allow us to grow and to become more like Jesus. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happening. You see, my friends, God uses problems to draw us closer to himself. The Bible says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Can I say that again? God says in the Bible that he is close to the brokenhearted. Yes, my friends, he goes on to say that and he rescues those who are crushed in their spirit. And your, your most profound and your most intimate experiences of worship will most likely be during the darkest days of your life. When your heart is broken, when you feel abandoned, when it seems like you're out of options, and when the pain is greatest, the night is darkest, that's when we turn to God. Yes, my friends, it's during suffering that we learn, we learn to pray our most heartfelt prayers. When we are in pain, we don't have time for, for, for willy-nilly. We don't have time for a whole lot of colorful words for rhyming and trying to get it correct. All we want to do is just get to the hem of his garment. Uh, all we want to do is just get down and cry out and know that he hears in my adversity Lord, help me. We learn things about God and suffering that we can learn no other way. Can I, can I bless you? Think about this. 
God could have kept Joseph out of jail. God could have kept Daniel out of the lion's den. God could have kept Jeremiah out of the pit. As a matter of fact, he could have kept Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't have to go into the fiery furnace. But God allowed these problems to happen. He, he, he let them go through. Listen to what I said. He let them go through. Ah, I opened the door right there. He let them go through because he knew what was going to happen at the end. Can I bless you real good? Don't you know that, that, that we're, we're, we're ahead of the game? And if you would even really think about it, God has already told us the end at the beginning. You do know that at the end, we win. I'm just saying, when, when, when revelation closes, we're victorious. So we ought to realize that no matter what you're going through today, you're going to win. Oh, 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 watch this, watch this, watch this. Whatever the cause, none of the problems that these people went through, they went through without God already knowing what was going to happen. We all have heard it said, and many of us have, have had said it ourselves. Come on, you know what it says. He, he may not come when he won't, but he's always right on time. Oh, we say those things, but have we allowed them to marinate in your spirit? Have they become a relative truth in your reality? See, we must realize the absolute of those statements. Sometimes God does not move when we want him to. Sometimes God's deliverance is delayed. But here it is. The reason that God sometimes delays his deliverance is so that you, you and I can go through the storm. Mm. And learn exactly what it is God is trying to teach you. In order to get out of something, here it is. The first thing is you have to go through it. I'm going to say it again. In order to get out, you got to go through. Joseph had to go through the jail in order to get out of the jail. Daniel had to go through the lion's den in order to get out of the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, <coughs> and Abednego had to go through the furnace of fire in order to get out. Yes, my friends, but it is there that they all learn more than just getting out. They learn the lesson that sometimes deliverance is delayed, but for the child of God, it is never denied. It may be delayed. It may not come when you want it, how you want it, but know this, it's not denied. Come on, let me put a pin right there. Let me, let me, let me put the kickstand right there. <laughs> Even though it's delayed, it's not denied. The word says that God will never leave you nor forsake you. He says that he provides a way of escape. I'm just trying to show you that delayed is not denied. It may seem like, but it's not what you think it is. God has always provided what? A way for us to escape. I'm just showing you the book verifies that even though it may be delayed, it is never denied for the child of God. What happens is that we lose our patience. We lose our intestinal fortitude. We begin to shake 
because the wind is blowing. Come on, I'm going to I'm 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 work away from the text. But watch this. Look at the story that I just read. Go back and read uh, the 14th chapter. Of what the, look, Jesus tells the boys, get in the boat. I, go to the other side. Come on, let's put the context. He wouldn't have told them to go if they couldn't make it. He knew the storm was going to be out there. But he sent them into the storm. It wasn't a situation of maybe, but it was a situation of preparation. Know this, God has sent you to the other side. But know this, he hasn't sent you by yourself. Because what did he say? He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Look at the text. They get out there. The storm is raging. They're about to flip the script, throw in the towel. They're about to jump out the boat. They're about to kill their own fool selves. But they look out and they see Jesus walking on the water, coming to them in the midst of the storm. And here it is, the good news of you, my friends. In your storm, in your darkest hour, in your deepest despair, don't throw in the towel, but look into the midst of your storm. Because the lesson is Jesus stands on the bow of the boat and he speaks to the storm and he says, peace, be still. But if you don't see Jesus, if you give up the ship, if you realize that that, that though is delayed, is not denied, then you'll know that sometime, somehow, if I just hold on, hold out, stand steadfast and unmovable, believing that I walk by faith, not by sight. See, I'm giving you all the all the power that you ever need is know that he has said, and he's not a man that he should lie, or the son of man that he should repent, but that no matter how deep it gets, no matter how bad it looks, five or seven times harder than it ought to, all you got to do is hold on, hold on. Oh, listen, can I make it real? Can I let it live? Come on. The wind's going to blow. Come on now. We real. We human. My knees are shaking. Huh? Tears running down my eyes. But always realize that he's still coming. The boys now, they were there, they said, oh, king, even if he don't save me, I know he can. There it is. There it is. Though they slay me, yet I live. This is where we've got to come to in our walk. So this is where I can stand even though it's delayed. I know it's not denied because even if I die, I know I live again. Even if you give me your best, you hit me with everything you got, I know I'm going to be all right because even if I leave these old mundane shores, even if I've got to give up the ghosts, I'll be with him. Come on, and I'm not talking about no willy-nilly twilight zone. I'm talking about empowered in my spirit. I'm talking about receiving my purpose. Because see, I realize that grandma said that this world is not my home. I'd be glad to leave here to be with him. I'd be glad to leave this old troubled land to walk in glory. (coughs) (coughs) Beloved, even though it's delayed, it's not denied. Especially when you know that you know that you know. What I'm saying is that when you've got enough word, you can hold on and hold out. You look at a problem 
And when you get clarity, when you get focus, you stop seeing the problem and you start seeing Jesus. I know what I'm saying. Sickness come in your life. You get upset. You're human. You start shaking. You start with, then you see Jesus. He's my healer. He's my restorer. He's my doctor. He's my comforter. Listen, I'm still sick. I still got the problem. But I can dance. I can sing. I can shout. Because he is my all in all. He's able. He's able. But if he don't, he's still able. So I can lay back in his arms. Because whatever betide me, whatever comes my way, Even if I have to translate, I have to leave here. I'm still good. I'm still good. And watch this. I'm going to bless you real good. I'm going to bless you real good. See, what happens is we begin to worry about those left behind. But if he took care of you, he'll take care of everything connected to you. And watch this. Watch this. Here's it. I'm going to put a charge on you. And if you've done what you were supposed to do, then those who are connected to you, will be prepared to come behind you. Come here, Joshua. Say what, Moses? You're leaving here? You're no longer going to be here? Oh, that's all right, because I stood at the foot of your tent. I've learned the lessons that you taught me. I've received a charge from God to stand and be of good courage, to stand and withstand, to meditate on your word both night and day. And Moses, don't worry about it, because God has said that he will be with me. Just like he was with you, Moses. Oh, Moses, don't worry. Because he's told me that everywhere the very soles of my feet shall touch that I shall possess. And beloved, I come to you as Moses before Joshua. You are Joshua. And God has said, be not worried. But what betides you? Listen, that God is with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Although the problems look like the situation warned you, it's delayed. But trouble, baby, is not denied. God will take you through and bring you out. And it may not look like how you want it, but realize this, that God knows better than you. And whatever he, way he brings you out is the best way for you. So do your job. Train up those behind you. Simply first and foremost by how you walk. Walk upright. Let your name be a good name. Let your name be named with those in the the hall of fame of faith. Let your name be, be counted among those who are perfected in their maturity in walking with the Lord. What are you saying, Reverend? I'm saying you got to have some word in your belly. You've got to have eaten the scroll. You do know he didn't tell John to read the book. He said eat the book. He said, eat the scroll because it's got to be more than here. It's got to be here. It's got to be in your belly so that when the trying times come, you can do like that cow. You can bring it back. You can regurgitate it. I've got to bring it up out, my, out of the very essence of me. Because see, see, it's going to be some troubled times. Listen, listen. Y'all, y'all know in the land of the world that today, <coughs> you know, people get old, they get they get Alzheimer's and, 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 and dementia. Watch this. I don't care how much Alzheimer's you get. If you got that word in your belly, you can be laid in your bed of affliction. And I'm telling you what I know, that God, the Holy Spirit, is greater than any affliction. And God will bring it up 
and you'll be able to, in your worst situation, to be able to find peace. Maybe not peace with the world, but peace with God. And that's all you really need. Because, baby, we're going to leave here one day, and we're going to be with him. But I want to hear him say what? Well, 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 well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So that's my message for today. Beloved, listen. Don't get upset. Don't get it twisted. Don't get yourself all disturbed. And even if you do, catch your breath. Count to ten. Grandma said, count your blessings. Name them one by one. Start off with the easy one. He woke me up this morning. He woke me up this morning. See, that worked for me. I, I ain't got to go no further than that. I can stay at number one. And, uh, he woke me up this morning. Uh, he woke me. He woke me up this morning. He woke me up this morning. He, he woke me up this morning. He woke me up this morning. He. Because I realized he didn't have to do it. If it had not been for grace. If it had not been for mercy, I wouldn't be here today. So, beloved, even if it seemed like, it only seemed like. But know that you know that you know that God is on your side. And it's more with you than the whole world against you. Come on, rest upon your feet. Hallelujah. God, we just thank you, Lord God, for you, Father God, are never late. You're always right on time. But God, you've given us the ability, Lord God, to, to be able to say, Lord God, what you say. You've given us the ability, Father God, to call those things that be not as though they were. That's why we realize, Father God, though it looked like it's delayed, it's never denied. For your word declares that you, Father God, that your answer is always yea and amen. So we're walking now by faith, believing, Father God, that trouble don't last always. And even in the midst of trouble, storms, trials, tribulation, that you are yet still king. You still sit on your throne. And God, we know, Father God, if you bring us to it, you'll bring us through it. And God, we pray today that you strengthen our minds, our hearts, our hands, our mouths, and our spirit. That we do and be what you have called us to be. God, you said that we are more than conquerors. We agree. Amen? Amen. 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 God, you said that we're going over and never under. Amen? Amen. 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 God, you said we're the head and not the tail. Amen? Amen. <coughs> Amen. So, God, we thank you today. We bless you. We exalt you. We magnify you. And we're ever grateful for your word is true and you live in our hearts. Amen. 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 We thank you. You might be seated. Amen. Amen. I'd be remiss. Philippians 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Yes, beloved. As I said, this simple message. Yes, this message from heaven. This message that has been proclaimed always. But we've turned our backs. We've, we've walked away. We've been bamboozled. We've been misled. We've been misguided. As I said, we have worshipped at the foot of false and errant theology. The message is so simple, so clear. It is what God has said. Always love. 
Love one another. Love the Lord God with all thy heart, that soul, and that mind. Yes, my friends, this is the message from God. Love. Love that is passionate. Love that is deep. Love that is strong. Love like it's the most important thing in the world. Because my brothers and my sisters, love is the most important thing in the world. Do you not know that the most quoted, the most memorized verse in the Bible is John 3.16? Yes, my friends, God so loved the world that he gave. Yes, my friends, know now that you and I are that world. God loved and still loves us. Yes, this love, this love, this love that I speak of. Ah, the love that forgives, love that stands by you even in the midst of your most vulnerable times, love that stands by you even in your weakest moments, love that stands by you even when you're not lovable. Yes, love high, wide, deep, strong. Mm. This is what God desires. This is the reason for the season. This is the message of the Christ. Yes, this is what Messiah came that we might understand and know that God so loved you. He so loved you and he so loved me that he sent his only begotten son. He had to take a dangerous journey down to 42 generations to come in the form of a child, the babe in Bethlehem, wrapped in swaddling cough. Yes, beloved, he through on a mission to die. Yes, born in a manger, but to die on a cross. Yes, beloved. And it is in that, that life, that death, that he demonstrates real love. Love that will die in order to live. Yes, my brothers and my sisters, it's sad to see what has happened in the earth realm, even in this Advent season. Oh, it grieves my very soul that we've allowed the adversary to co-opt the real message. Oh, the world has been bamboozled. The world has gone astray. We've begun and listened to the world as they painted a picture of Hallmark cards. They've polluted our minds and have us running to and fro at the mercy of stores and merchants to buy and to sell. When my friends, the real message is to give. Yes, the message is to give, but to give the only real gift, the only true and necessary, that's the gift of love. Yes, give the box, the box that is filled with love, the box that is never empty, the box that is filled with love contains everything. Yes, beloved. The box that is filled with love is the gift that God desires that we should share with each other. The apostle writes that God, yes, God has opened the box. He has given us everything that we need. The Bible declares that he's given us everything pertaining to life. Uh, mm, yes, and uh, godliness. Oh, beloved, don't get it twisted. Godliness is just like godness. Yes, he desires us to be like him, to be loving like him, to be concerned like him, to be humble like him. Yes, my brothers and my sisters, God has given us everything thing we need. And if you give me just a few more moments of your time, I want to share with you a few of the keys, yes, that God has given the body of Christ to access mm, real abundant life, life that is lived above and not belief. Oh, beloved, I'm not talking pie in the sky, by and by over yonder when I die. I'm talking about right here, right now. Yes, God desires that you live and not die. Oh, beloved, look at the text. 
Paul writes these simple words, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. Always again, I say rejoice. Now, my brothers and my sisters, I'm not an English major, but I leave that the prefix re, R-E, means to do something again. It means to double up. And here we find the apostle admonishes us to rejoice, to double up in our joy. Ah, I hear somebody asking in the spirit realm, what is this joy? Well, I'm glad you asked because the Bible says that the joy, ah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. This joy, this joy that God has given me, this joy that God given you and me, this joy, the Bible declares that this joy that we have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Ah, this joy. Ah, give me a few more minutes and I believe we can walk through a few things that pertain to this important joy. The first point I'd like to bring to your attention is we must understand the importance, yes, of praise and worship. Please understand, uh, my beloved, that I'm not talking about the 15 minutes that often we put in the front of the service, uh, the brief time of excited singing, clapping of hands, tambourine playing, drum beats. No, no, my friends, I'm talking about what God says. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. The Bible says that God desires true worship and that we must worship him. We must worship God in spirit and in truth. Uh, let me put a pin right there. Understand what praise is. Praise is the hands lifted up. Worship is the head bowed down. We praise God for who he is. We praise him for what he has done and we worship him because he's worthy. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, notice now, just as grace and mercy walk hand in hand, praise and worship travel the journey of life together, lockstep, one accord. Yes, but Beloved, we must understand that praise and worship work together and they are important. They are a priority because God, uh, he honors praise. He desires praise. He wants worship. And it is our living in our loving that we truly praise him. We truly worship him. Listen, let's not stop here. The next thing I'd like you to know is that this, we praise God. We worship God because of who, not because of what. We praise God. We worship God because he is the bright and morning star. We praise God. We worship God because he is ah, the wonderful counselor. We praise God. We worship God because he is the alpha and the omega. We praise God and we worship because he is the one that orders our steps. It is he who gives us our being. It is he who keeps us when we can't keep ourselves. It is he. Yes, it is who he is. That's what he does. Yes, my friends, love you. Love me. He does this because God is love. Ah, this love, this love is so hot. Yes, I know that Jeremiah said it's like fire set up in my bones. I'm not going to be much longer. Look at the text. Look at the text. He talks about this love, this love, this rejoicing will allow us to do what God desires. Yes, that we should do. Yes, the things that God wants us to do, it is done through this love, this rejoicing, this powerful entity that moves inside our bones, this spiritual activity, this fire that burns deep, this love, this love, this rejoicing will allow us to be 
not anxious for no thing. Uh, it is love, this power of love, this rejoicing that will allow us to know that prayer, prayer, prayer will take care of all our needs. Yes, God, when we have a little talk with Jesus, tell him all of our problems. We know that we have no reason to worry because he said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible declares that God is the giver of all good and perfect gifts. Oh, my friends, this love, this love, this message, this reason for the season, this love, this rejoicing will allow us to flow in the fullness of God's abundance. Yes, my friends, God's abundance, not when you die, but right here, right now, when you're walking in obedience, faith, God will supply you with favor. Yes, he'll open doors that, that man cannot close, abundance that never fails, never lacks. God says he would never, never let you walk alone. Yes, this love, this rejoicing, this abundance, this favor, this abundance of opportunity, this abundance of provision, this abundance of protection, abundance of peace. Yes, my friends, look at the text. It's right there. The apostle says, watch it. He says, be anxious. Worry about no thing, uh, but in everything with prayer and supplication uh, and with thanksgiving. That's it right there, my friends. That's the message. Why are we worried? Because they have us looking at Hallmark cards. We have us chasing the, the stores. We have us chasing the sleigh bells and the nonsense. When the message... The reason for the season is love. You don't see that broadcast over the airways. You don't see that cried from here to there. Love. Love each other. Love the Lord God with all thy heart, thy soul, and thy mind. Love, my friends. Look at the text. It's right there. He says rejoice. He says rejoice if we love. Rejoice if we praise. Rejoice if we worship. Yes, if we love God, then we will receive the real gift, the gift of love. We will receive the peace of God. Yes, my friends, it's right there in the text. He says that the peace, the peace of God, the peace that passes all understanding, that's the peace that you want. That is the reason for the season. That's what you should desire. That's what God has for you. My brothers and my sisters, real love. Real love is that peace that passes all understanding. That's the ability. That's the peace that allows you to praise God even when you don't feel like it. Yes, David said, I commanded my hands to praise the Lord. Yes, he was going through some situations, but he commanded his hands to praise him. Yes, he danced. He danced before the Lord because of his gladness and what God was going to do. Not so much of what he had did, but he believed by faith and received favor. Yes, my friends, when everyone around you is depressed, distressed, huh, now's the time to praise him. They won't understand you. They won't understand why you can smile when things look down, but you know that you know that you know that if God brought you to it, come on, y'all, God will bring you through it. Do I have a witness up in here, up in here? I'm just trying to tell somebody that the real reason for the season is not slave bells. It's not Rudolph. It's not Santa Claus, but it's all about love. Love, 
Yes, my friends, and the season doesn't just stop and start, but it's always and forever. Yes, I'm talking about love, love that is greater than any problem, love that is greater than any situation, love that is greater in any circumstances, because God is love. And when you are behaving like God, then God will honor you. God will bless you. God will anoint you. God will be right by your side. He will lift you up. Turn you around, place your feet on solid ground. I'm saying, beloved, when you are operating love, then you know that you know that and know that because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, it no longer is a cliche, it no longer is a password, but it is a reality that you walk before him and he walks with you. He leads you and guides you. And you know that you know that if God calls you to it, he'll bring you through it. If God asks you to do it, he will provide for you. Yes, he will do it because he's God and he's God all by himself. Yes, beloved, God loves you. He will never let you alone. He will never leave you. That's why even the Bible declares that he chastens. He chastens them that he loves. Oh, you don't understand it. Why you get a lick on your, and you get a hit, you get a, a roadblock, you get a stump. God is just trying to say, wake up, my child. Beloved, know you're walking in error and I desire to come up a little closer. Yes, yes, yes. It is because of God's unending love. Yes, that he sent his only begotten, the Christ child, to come to a sin-sick and dying world, to live amongst us, to point the way. What is the way? I'm glad you asked. He points the way to Calvary. Yes, my friends, you and I, we must go to Calvary. We must go to Calvary. We must lift up our minds and hearts to that old rugged cross. Yes, my friends, we must all go to Calvary. Yes, my friends, we must go there and give up, give in, and let Christ live in us and through us. I'm talking about things they don't want to talk about in church. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, it is in that power that operates in your mind. It is the power of God Almighty moving through you. Yes, through you in your mind and through your hands that you can do what God would have you to do. Do you not know that you are the hands, the feet? You are the church of the living God. Ah, the Bible declares that it is God. It is God who is the giver of all good and perfect gifts. He gives us gifts that won't rust or tarnish. We don't have to look to Santa Claus or, or whatever, the, the secret Santa or all the other foolishness that we do. Oh, it's nice. Give the babies some 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 toys. Give them some things. Let them enjoy life. But let them know that greater is he. Let them know that God is good. Let them know that they need to go to church because God says not to forsake the assembly. That God is the one who has supplied you with the ability to buy the toys. Yes, it is God who is the giver. Yes, it is God who will keep you. And if you will worship him, if you will praise him, if you will walk in faith, he will grant you favor. I'm talking about when others can't see the door, you'll see the door. When others can't open the door, you'll open the door. They'll wonder, why is it? Then you'll be able to say, God did it. God did it. And if he does it for me, ha, watch this. This is love. 
He'll do it for you. Walk with me. Talk with me. I'll show you the way. I'll point you to Jerusalem. I'll point you to the city of peace. But know this, my friends. After Jerusalem comes Calvary. Don't be afraid because Christ is waiting for you at Calvary. His hand is stretched out. His arms are stretched wide. He's calling you to the cross. But listen, that even though you die, remember what he says. They don't kill me. I lay it down that I may pick it up again. Ah, though they slay me, yet I live again. We do not fear because we are more. We are greater. Yes, my brothers and my sisters, know this. That God, God gifts won't tarnish. God gifts us with unspeakable joy. God gifts us with wisdom. He gives us peace. He gives us salvation. He gives us good and perfect gifts. Oh, my friends, I'm so glad that he's blessed me with the intangible gifts, gifts that he gives us, abundance that'll bless us and others. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he has opened the door. Oh, beloved, I'm not coming against it. If you desire it, God will bless you with a new car. He'll bless you with a new house. He'll bless you with peace in your home. And when God blesses you, you won't suffer. You won't struggle trying to make ends meet. The devil is a lie. I don't have to make ends meet because I don't have no end because my cup is full and running over. There's no end to what God can do. Yes, my friends, walk in the overflow. Yes, my friends, know that God is love. It's not about none of the nonsense. Live a life of love, loving God, loving your neighbor. Demonstrate the abundance that God has given you. Know that faith and favor are the very things that open the doors of heaven where God will pour you a blessing that you will not, could not ever have room enough. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, I'm getting ready to, to close the text. But God is love and we should give love, be love, share love. Oh, my friends, in this Advent season, let's truly look to him that we might really demonstrate the reason for the season. Oh, my friends, yeah. we are grateful for the symbolism. Oh, I, I don't have no problem with the tree. I don't have no problem with the lights. And I'm glad for the time off from work. But know this, we're grateful for all those things. But my real gratitude, my real gratefulness is to God. I'm grateful for his love. I'm grateful for my Christ. I'm grateful that he woke me up this morning. I'm grateful that he blessed me above millions. I'm grateful that my portion is full and overflowing. Yes, beloved. I'm grateful that he saved me, that he kept me. And I'm going to continue to look where? To the hills. From the hills from which cometh my help. Because what? All my help comes from the Lord. Come on, brothers. Give yeah. me, just give me a few more minutes. Let's look at that text just one more time. Know this, that love, love begins in your heart. Yes, but it also begins in your mind. This love, this love is the power of God moving through, through the indwelling of Holy Spirit. Yes, that Holy Spirit might then exercise through you in the earth realm, through your hands and feet, through your mind as you do the things that the apostle has admonished us to do in the text. Look at it. Look down a little further. Look down around the eighth verse. It says right there. Watch this. He says that we should uh, do these things. What things? Whatever is true. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, 
if anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Watch this. Watch this. Notice the words here. Think on those things. Ah, uh, I hope you got it. It doesn't say do those things. First, you must think it because the Bible declares as a man thinketh, huh, so he is. It must first be born, be given birth in your mind. Then it will move to your hands. So, my friends, take this with you today. Think on these things, whatever is noble. See, it's, you're not able to do it right now, but through your thought, the Holy Spirit will now empower your hands, your feet to do those things. Think on whatever is true. Think on whatever is noble. Think on whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. Yes, and it is through the thinking on these things. Watch this. These things. And the text says now, then the peace of God will be with you. Yes, my friends, the peace of God, the peace that overflows, the peace that is the abundance, the peace that oh, you ask and it shall be given, the peace where you're running and there's no one following, the peace where you're laughing and no one is joking, the peace that when you smile, even though things are going wrong, the peace when the doctor says no, you look to God and he says yes, the peace that even in spite of what you've done wrong, yes, God says Hold your head up, my child. Yes, the peace that gives you clapping, joy, dancing. Yes, the peace of God. The peace that passes all understanding. Yes, my friends. The peace that makes life worth living. Living, my brothers and sisters, not dying. Living. So, my friends, let's truly become the reason for the season. Because the Bible declares in Philippians 2, let this mind be in you, which first was in Christ Jesus. I hear you in the spirit. What is this mind? The mind of love, the mind of peace, the mind of joy, the mind of gladness. Yes, my brothers and my sisters, that is the reason for the season. God bless you. Heaven smile on you. Always remember that I love you, but God loves you best.